Hey everybody, it's Lori. And this is Matt. And this is a commonplace episode of Teacher Saves World. All right, so commonplace episode. We're calling these commonplace episodes based on the idea of commonplacing, which was um, introduced to the world by Erasmus. He's kind of uh, seen as the father of commonplacing. Uh, Erasmus was uh, a Dutch philosopher. He was a great scholar of the Northern Renaissance. And he recommended that people keep commonplace books, which would be a notebook of memorable quotations from their reading. Commonplaces, as they became uh, to be known, were fixtures in Renaissance schools and were viewed as necessary tools for the cultivation of an educated mind. I like this. Yeah, and that's what we're all about, right? Cultivating an educated mind. Absolutely. So these episodes are going to be short. They're going to be every other week. They will uh, appear on Thursdays, opposite our, our, our special episodes. And how we're going to work these is we're going to pull, we're going to pull a book off our shelves and we're going to look through all the, the quotes that we've underlined and we're going to pick one out and we're going to talk about it and kind of see, you know, how does, how does it pertain to our life uh, as, as parents of teenagers, as teachers of teenagers and um, perfect. And that's that. I love it. All right. So today we've chosen the book failure to launch why your 20 something hasn't grown up and what to do about it by Mark McConville, PhD. And uh, this is a new book, came out in 2020. Mm. Yeah, so wow. Lori, Lori, do you wanna read the, uh, the quote that we pulled from this book? Sure, there was a, a lot of great quotes, but the one we pulled for tonight is, a sense of direction is defined as acceptance of a personal future that aims toward adulthood. For young people, having a sense of direction is not the same as knowing what you want to do in life having a career goal, or having a vision of success and satisfaction. Yeah. Wow. So we're talking about direction. Yeah. And um, here was a, some facts that he included right after this quote that I thought were, were pertinent, where he said, a survey of, of adults in their 40s and 50s with high levels of work satisfaction found their occupational niches or niches <laughs> uh, around the age of 28 to 32. That's us. Yeah. So what that means is, you know, I think we put a lot of pressure on our teens to know, know now. Oh my goodness. Right? We do. And, and I think that's a lot of the anxiety, a lot of the stress that our teens feel is that pressure to know what are you going to do right? with your life. And, and they, and they really, and I think sometimes in our effort to really help equip equip them with the knowledge to make the best choices possible about what to major in mm -hmm. about possible career fields that I think sometimes it gets, it gets too much. Oh yeah. Because they're, they're putting pressure on them in middle school. Like, well, you better take honors English because you're going to need to take AP English in high school in order to get into this university to major in this, you know, so it bleeds down. So parents are thinking, Oh my God, if I don't have them in an honors class or gate or some sort of gifted program by third grade, they're screwed. Right. You know? Yeah. And they start to, um, they kind of almost recede, right? They shut down a little bit. Mm -hmm. And what I, you know, a couple of things I really liked from this quote is uh, the first thing I circled was uh, a sense of direction is defined as, and this is the part I circled, acceptance of a personal future. Mm -hmm. Acceptance. Yeah. Right. And, and to me, because I, uh, I remember when I was a teenager, I really 
I, I looked forward to being an adult. Yeah. I, I really couldn't wait. I couldn't yep. wait to, I couldn't wait to drive. I couldn't wait to have my, my own apartment. I didn't necessarily, necessarily know what I wanted to do, No, but I did have an excitement, right? And I, I accepted a future that was mine and I kept moving towards it. And it was kind of a moving target. It was. I wanted to do this and then I wanted to do that. Yeah. And I wanted to do this and then I wanted to do that. But I was always excited to keep moving forward. Yeah. And uh, I never was fearful that I was not going to. I don't know. I didn't think too hard on a, like my career. Like, what am I going to be? I just right. kind of kept taking the next class and then taking the next job that came to me and then maybe working two jobs and then, right. you know. And I will, I, I have always credited my parents. I know sometimes I complain and I say, where, where were the adults when this happened or that happened? But I will really credit them for this. They let me pursue this and that, mm-hmm. and this, and that. And I really was, I don't know if I was uh, encouraged, I was at least allowed to pursue things that I was excited about. Yeah, and, and your this and that was not very stable. No, not at all, and you they know? weren't very practical. I mean, it's kind of risky. Yeah. You know, the arts and how we were, you know, hanging out in Hollywood and yeah, doing our own thing. I think times were a little bit different. We've gotten a little, you know, I, I th- there was a moment, and I, I kind of, uh, I lay blame at the feet of uh, Tiger Woods' dad <laughs> a little bit. Uh, just he—he he was one of those first you know, like Tiger dads, right? He, he was. He—he was because uh, we we saw a young Tiger Woods, two years old, out there on the golf course, and it seemed like there was—I don't know if that just came along at that time, but there was a shift of like this like, parent that's so behind we, yes we have oh to God. we have to at a very young age we've yeah. got to get our our child going in this direction and of course we all know the story of tiger woods he became this phenomenal one of the great golfers of all time yeah had a gigantic you know uh disruption to his career yeah totally uh, fell apart she yeah. his wife la 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 yeah but um but anyway, I think there there was a shift somewhere, and we yeah. we came we became you know kind of overbearing. Well, yeah, and, and I always pushing, feel, pushing, pushing. Um, when I when my seniors are talking about college, you can always hear some are very very focused driven. Um, even some colleges require you apply with the major you're going into. Cal Poly being one of them, right? I think you that, have to declare a major, I, or you're not in that place. I really I don't like that trend in Ooh. colleges, and I know that I think some of them maybe have to because they've become so impacted. They're they're getting so many applicants, yeah. and they really have to. They won't kind be of, able to serve them. They got away, you know, their their applicant pool based on the room that they have in these different majors. But, but you know, I do not like that. No, at I don't all. either. And I'm gonna actually give you some hard data backing up why maybe we don't like it. Okay. Um twenty seven percent of kids pursue a job in the major they studied under. So their bachelor's degree. It's only one out of four kids. Well, actually, like I studied law, I'm going into law. Right, I studied, I studied science. theater, I'm working at a theater. I'm a scientist. Less yep. than a third, you know, will go into that field. Yeah. And, and to me, I love that because college is about, there's a reason they want you to take all these um, general education requirements. I think that's one of the great things right? of college, right? They want you to try an anthropology course. They want mm-hmm. you to try a theater course. They want you to be a well-rounded human being. They want something to maybe grab you. Yeah. And I always tell the kids, it's okay if you don't know what you want to do. 
You know, like I'm going to college, I haven't declared a major. Don't. Just knock out a bunch of general eds and just see where the, where it takes you. Yeah. You know, because if you have a passion for something and you can dig in deep, you're going to be okay. You're do you do you okay. know are these these colleges that are forcing students to declare a major right away? Do you do you know anything about changing of majors once they get in there? Is it? I would imagine it would be really challenging or really difficult. Yeah, I would too, and I don't know if Cal Poly is just the agricultural lean, and it's just very yeah specific. You know, you go in. I want to make wine. You know, Toby's friend the other day, right? He wants to study winemaking yeah. and go to Cal Poly, and I thought, wow, that's that's super specific. You know. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I'm not sure if that's because of the agricultural part of it. But, but I think I think that's a that's a fairly common thing you hear about colleges nowadays, regardless of their, you know, their area of expertise. Mm -hmm. um, and I just I don't like that trend. It's not it's not good. And and you hear so much about uh, the the more and more kids taking a gap year. I love the idea right? of a gap year. Not quite knowing, not even wanting to. They know that they want to go to college, mm -hmm. but they want to put it off for a year or two to really kind of grow up, Yeah, kind of discover some things, maybe work. I guess the fear in parents is the gap becomes a very long gap, more than a gap. Oh, totally. Right? I mean, I don't really think about it. What if our right. kids are like, we want to take a gap year. We just want to work. Yeah. And, and then, and and then all of like, a sudden I buy this cool truck and I got this big truck payment and oh, now I can't go to college. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, no, I thought you wanted to go to Europe and yeah, no, that's a real, ride the trains. That's you a know? real fear. Totally. So... I think it'd be a great idea for some kids, not for others. Yeah. And that needs to be case by or case. Or like, you know, where there's countries where they go serve in the military mm -hmm. for a couple of years. Remember uh, Prince Harry? He even did his. Before, uh, like after high school, before going into yeah. college? Yeah. Wow. And he was in Afghanistan. Kind of why he got a lot of street cred. Okay. Yeah. Well, that was That was like after college, wasn't it? That wasn't mm, when he was 18 years old. Maybe so. Yeah. Yeah. But I like the idea of, you know, taking a little time for, for, for growing up yeah, and thinking about things and, um, you know. Because when you're talking to the kids, you know, the path, the path is not straight, but the path can be wiggly, but still be moving forward. It should be in a, in a positive direction. Yeah. It a should wiggly not be, forward line. It should not be stagnant. It should not be yeah. going in a backwards negative direction. Mm -hmm. You're right. As long as there is positive and it might not be, you know, because the angle is so radical that it might not be so much positive, but it's still, it's in a positive direction and there's just a general acceptance, right? Yes. Of a future that I'm moving forward, that I'm following my passions. Mm -hmm. My passions are going to change, but I'm in touch with those things. And, you know, we, we, um, we recently recorded a regular episode. This is going to come out before that but we were talking about uh teenagers now and cell phones and the impact of cell phones on teen culture and some things that are really changing and one of the things that's really changing is they're staying indoors more right they're not driving as much they don't have as great of a drive to get out of the house mm -hmm. um because they don't need to go to that party to be around their friends they're always around their friends but you know it's getting out it's driving. They're also working less. We discovered that they yeah. are working less now than ever before. Teens are not uh, having jobs as much as mm -hmm. they used to. All those things, going out with your friends, that they're dating less, they're driving less. All of these things, going on dates, having jobs, driving, having a bank account, all of these things that are decreasing, 
Those are all adult-like things. Well, they're decreasing their soft skills, which is a really hot buzzword in industry right now and work, is that people don't have soft skills. And the soft skills meaning interpersonal communication, eye contact, being on time, um, asking questions, being a good listener, um, you know, those kind of nuances. Because we spend a lot of time with the people we work with. We want them to have these things. How do you get those things? By working. You know, I would love Toby and London to wait tables someday, like you and I did for many years. Mm -hmm. Did we want to be a waiter forever? No. But man, I would not trade those years because we learned so much. Yeah, but I, you know, along with that, you know, driving at 16, that's one of the first times that you feel like when you, when you, for the first time, get in that car, turn it on, drive away from your home without a parent in the car. That's one of those first like real adult moments. Amazing right? moment. And when you go to a restaurant, first with your friends, not, not a fast food place that you just walk up to the counter, but when you go to a restaurant where somebody waits on you and your parents aren't there. Oh yeah. And you pay the bill, maybe with money you earn from a job. Yep. You start to feel like an adult. And you tip big. And then, and then maybe you go to a restaurant and you drive and there's somebody you're on a date with. Right. And this is, this is a whole nother level of adulting. I know. And all of these types and, and those, all of those things, I remember them so clearly oh, yeah. from when I was a teenager and how much they got me excited about being an adult. Yep. I'll get to do this all the time. Yeah. Nobody hanging over my shoulder. Right. And so we have this, this sort of, you know, they're, they're getting it from both sides. They're getting lots of pressure to figure out what they want to do. And they're hanging out in their bedroom on their bed more and not getting out there and kind of experimenting mm -hmm. with what it means to be an adult and getting excited and charged up by those things. And it's creating this, you know, and this, this book uh, that we pulled this quote from is called Failure to Launch. And it's an actual like syndrome that, uh, you know, psychologists are discovering in an increasing number of young adults that are failing to launch yeah. into adulthood. They're calling it delayed adolescence. Yeah. So and your children, were, they used to be going off into the military and fighting. They're at home on their bed with their like old blankie. Yeah. You're like, get out, you know, like, why don't you want to? Yeah. So sometimes, you know, I'm happy. I'm happy when our kids get pushed back and are like, I'm old enough. You don't need to tell me, you know, I'm, I, we should actually maybe celebrate that a little more, Matt. Yeah. And, and I, you know, this, so this also makes me think, and then now I'm putting my, I'm putting my parent hat on. I'm putting my teacher hat on. What do I need to do? to help my, the teenagers in my care, my own children and mm -hmm. my students, how do I help them get ready? How do I get them ready to accept a personal future? Yeah. Right. How do I, um, how do we guide them, but let them lead? And how do I get them excited yeah. about becoming an adult? And so, you know, some things that, that come to mind is I know that I need to maybe dial back the, the, you got to figure it out rhetoric. I got to dial oh, back the, the whole career, you know, becoming overbearing about yeah. knowing what you want to do and, and really more inspiring the, the exploration, just yeah. exposing, Hey, this is what's out there. Give it a shot. But we got to be ca too careful about like, well, maybe you could be a PE teacher and coach water polo, or maybe you could like, you know, coming up with the suggestions, it needs to be more open-ended discussions. Oh, totally. What do you like to do? Mm -hmm. What What is your personality mesh? Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's that delicate dance of not being the helicopter parent, but also 
guiding, guiding, guiding until they leave. Yeah. And then I think the other thing is, is I got to really be aware and encourage the things that seem to be diminishing in teen culture, which is getting the driver's license. Oh, if you have the means for them to get their uh, license. Of getting a job. And if they can't do it during the, the school year, maybe a summer job. Yeah. You know, and if it's not a job where they can go out to like a, a business or a company, maybe it's, you know, mowing lawns around the neighborhood or taking care of, you know, walking dogs or, or doing some babysitting, yeah. you know, and, and setting up that bank account. Yeah. And, get the and, debit card. And encouraging them to go out with their friends and, and go to restaurants and then engage them when we, when they're with us, yeah. right? Teach them how to, mm-hmm. to handle a transaction, right? Have them when the bill comes, walk through them, you know, walk yeah. it through with them. Like, Hey, this is, this is the amount, you know, we're going to add a tip on this amount. What would the tip be? Yeah. And, you know, so that they're ready and they're not intimidated when yeah. they go out with their friends or when they go on a date. So I think those are the things that I, th- I think we as adults need to do is one, dial it back on the pressure get out of their way to get it all figured out. Mm-hmm. Just get them excited about being an adult and mm-hmm. then encourage them to do those teen level adult things, drive, get a bank account, get a job, yeah. go to a restaurant with their friends, you know, do those things that, that do build that excitement and sort of break down the, the anxiety that they might have about the pressures of being an adult. Yeah. And we need to model too what we love about our job, yeah. how long it took us, you know, like we didn't start teaching until our thirties. You know, so I think it's important to tell him that. Oh, yeah, totally. Our kids that. Yeah. It takes a while. It does take a while. All right. So what do you think? That was our first commonplace episode. Boy, short and sweet. It was great. Yeah. So, hey, I encourage all of you guys. We encourage you. Start your own commonplace notebook. Get a moleskin from uh, Barnes & Noble. That's right. And we'll see you in a couple weeks for our next commonplace episode.